Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Though sorrow may last in the night, joy comes in the morning. God is able to give you joy. Regardless of what you have felt this week, this month, or since this year began, God is able to renew your joy and give you hope and give you direction and give you a future that you desire to have. One more round of applause to Jesus. And Father, as we get into your word, encourage us, strengthen us, edify us, build us up for your glory. You're with us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us in celebrating Jesus today in person, online, and on air. Can we, we who are here in person, can we welcome our brothers and sisters who are joining us online and on air in a special way? <laughs> so last week, we learned from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, 9 and 10, that Jesus has set us free. But we need to use our freedom to build ourselves up, not to destroy ourselves. To build others up, not to destroy others. And to build the kingdom of God for his glory. As we continue learning from First Corinthians, that letter that Apostle Paul wrote to the church in the city of Corinth. I would like us to understand this. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear what I'm going to say? God has gifted us to serve. We are gifted by God to serve. So the church in Corinth that Paul wrote to and it was the church that he founded was a vibrant church it was a spirit filled church operating in all kinds of spiritual gifts in fact if, if the Corinthian church existed today it, it would rightly be called the Corinthian Pentecostal Church, CPC, because it was full of spiritual gifts. Actually, Apostle Paul writes this about them, rather to them. In 1 Corinthians chapter, four, chapter 1, rather, from verse 4 to 7, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. He was referring to the spiritual gifts that they had. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech, vocal gifts, prophecy, prophesying, speaking in tongues, and with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. The Corinthian believers did not lack spiritual gifts. God had equipped them with spiritual gifts. God had endowed them 
with spiritual gifts, but there was a problem. How they used spiritual gifts was not bringing glory to God. It was not edifying in the lives of other people. In fact, the way they used spiritual gifts caused divisions in the church. It was chaotic. There was confusion in the church because Corinthian believers did not understand why they had been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul addresses the problem. And he tells them, hey, there's a reason God gave you spiritual gifts. Now before we read chapter, what Paul wrote in chapter, chapter 12 and chapter 13, I want you to know that God has given us abilities, gifts to serve, to serve other people and to build his kingdom. You know, good employers give the employees tools to do the work that they are assigned, to do the work that they are given to do, to carry out the assignments that they are given, to perform the duties that they are assigned. If you don't have tools to use, such as computers, or, or vehicles, or machinery, or chairs, tables, desks. I mean, you will have an assignment, you'll have a title, you'll have a role, but you will not produce results. Now, God has given us gifts. He has gifted us to serve. How has he gifted us? By giving us spiritual gifts, but also by giving us natural abilities, spiritual gifts are divine abilities, supernatural abilities that God gives people who have given their lives to Jesus, people who have a relationship with God through Jesus. Natural abilities, on the other hand, are those talents we are born with, or skills that we, we learn through training and practice. So let's now turn our attention, turn our attention to what Paul says about spiritual gifts. Since there was a problem with the way the church, the Corinthian church used the spiritual gifts. It was not, it did not bring God glory, it did not bless people. The Corinthian believers became proud of the gifts because of the gifts that they were operating in. So Paul says this to them. So chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Wow. Then from verse 2 to 3, he tells them, guys. Now he didn't say exactly that. He said friends. Now I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he said, he referred to them as friends. But anyway, he said to them, look. Before you gave your lives to Jesus, you were pagans. You, worship, you worshipped idols. But now that you are believers in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And in you and through you, the Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. So let's jump to chapter, uh, verse 4. So Paul goes on to say, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distrib distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. 
There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Take note of the same spirit, same God, same Lord. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for what? For the common good. To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So what is Paul saying to the church, to the Corinthian church? This is what Paul is saying to the Corinthian believers. And he says it to us today. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us through Paul today. He says, friends, you need to realize that spiritual gifts are given by God. God is the source of spiritual gifts. So he wrote, saying, that there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. He was telling them, regardless of what gift you have, you need to realize that that gift that you have, the spiritual gift you have, is from God. You are not the owner of that gift. That gift belongs to God. You're a steward of that gift. That's what he was telling them. So don't become proud because you have such and such a gift. Friends, the spiritual gifts that God has given us are from him. They come from him. And by the way, even natural abilities, the talents that you have, they're from, from God. The skills that you have, they are from God. You might say, well, my education gave it to me. Hey, who gave you ability to study? Who opened the door for you to study? God is the one who did it. But we're focusing on spiritual gifts this morning. God is the one who is the source of spiritual gifts. And we are to steward those spiritual gifts, to use them for his glory. That's why it's important for us to be humble people. Because if we, don't have, if we don't own the spiritual gifts, then we should not become proud people. I mean, God has chosen to give us those gifts. They are not a reward for our spirituality. They are not a reward for how long we have, we have been born again. They are not a reward for how anointed we are. They are not a reward, all right, for how much we pray. They are gifts from God that we need to steward for his glory. And so we are vessels entrusted with spiritual gifts. Secondly, Paul tells the church, the Corinthian church, the reason God gave them the gifts. Oh, wow, it's like an organization I talked about. You know, you're given the computer. 
You're given a vehicle. You're given machinery. You're given whatever your employer gives you as tools, as equipment. <laughs> wow. For something, to accomplish a task. You don't take, you don't take that computer um, um, uh, to your house and keep it there. You don't take that car to your, to your, to your home and, and, and keep it there. Now, I know some people do that. They take the things that belong to an organization to use them you know, for their personal things. Hey, use whatever you have been given by your organization to accomplish the purpose for which you are given them. Now, when it comes to spiritual gifts, there's a reason God has given, give, given us spiritual gifts. There's a reason he gives believers spiritual gifts. So Paul writes from verse 7. Now, to each one, of, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the blessing of everybody. To benefit everyone. Wow. To build up people. To encourage people. To edify people. To one day is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Yes, come on. We are given spiritual gifts for the common good. That's the message that Paul communicated to the Corinthian believers. To benefit other people. To bless other people. To serve other people. And to build the kingdom of of God. I want to emphasize it this morning that God has given you a spiritual gift, given me a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts so that we can serve others, so we can be a blessing to others, so we can build the kingdom of God. We are gifted by God to serve, not to promote ourselves, not to exalt ourselves. Not to think we are better than other people. Not to think other people are less important than us. Not for us to become, to think we are, we are spiritually superior to other people. Can I tell you something? In the kingdom of God, there are no su superstars. In the kingdom of God, there are no super Christians. Whoa, regardless of how God uses you, you are just a vessel that God uses to serve others, to bless others, to build others up, to bring hope into the lives of others, to heal others for the glory of God, to build the kingdom of God. Hey, God has given us a task as a church. Let me speak about what the church. Hey, we've been given a mission. We've been given an assignment by God to bring healing to the cities and the nations by raising godly transformational leaders. We celebrate Christ and we care for community. And so God has gifted us to serve. Now, the church worldwide, the mission of the church universally is to reach the lost and to bring the lost to Christ and to disciple them for Jesus. Oh, that's why we need spiritual gifts to accomplish such a, such a task. It is enormous. 
It is too big for us to do it in our own effort. It is too scary. But God has given us what we need to accomplish the task of reaching the lost, of leading people to Christ, of discipling people for Christ, of bringing healing to the cities and the nations, to cause transformation in this nation and in the nation God has placed you for his glory. He has equipped you to serve with spiritual gifts. They're not for personal benefit. This is so important to understand. They are not for you, for me to become arrogant. (laughs) In fact, the, the fact that God is the one who gives us spiritual gifts should bring us to our knees. Who am I to be used by God? Who am I to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Who am I to be the instrument of God? That is uh, that should be our attitude. Thirdly, are you still with me? Are you still with me? So Paul tells the Corinthian believers, God is the source of the spiritual gifts that you have. He's the one who has given you those gifts. You've not earned those gifts. And God who has given you those gifts wants you to use them for the common good, to serve other people and to advance his kingdom. Thirdly, Paul then defines how we should use spiritual gifts. He defined how the church in Corinth needed to use spiritual gifts. He says, Spiritual gifts should be used in unity, exercised in unity. He wrote to them that just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit. We were all filled with one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, whether black people, whether white people, whether Banyankoli. Now here in Uganda, we have lots of tribes. I don't even know how many there. Whether you're you're from, from the central region of Uganda or from eastern Uganda, it does not matter. We are one in Christ. Whether you're a man or a woman, educated or uneducated, my friend, Whether you're of high social status or low social status, I tell you what, we are one in Christ. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part of many. You see, he uses, Paul uses the natural body to communicate to the Corinthian believers that it is important for them to function in spiritual gifts, to exercise their spiritual gifts in unity, not in competition with with one another, not in comparison, comparison with one another. He goes on to say, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part, a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, 
Do all speak in, speak, in, speak in tongues? Do all interpret tongues? No. So the point that he's making is that the different gifts that we have from the Holy Spirit, we need to exercise those gifts in unity. We should not compare ourselves to other people. You shouldn't think, well, because I'm a miracle worker, because I have the gift of healing, because I have the gift of faith, and uh, Brian Abaho, Calvin Oule only speaks in tongues, uh, then the, those guys are less important than me. They are not as anointed as me. And this makes me sick. It really does. In this city, I don't know about other cities. In this nation, I don't know about other nations. Some Christians, not all Christians, some Christians have a tendency to think their church is the most anointed. Their church is the most powerful. It's more powerful than other churches because they operate in the gifts of healing, in the gifts of miracles, in the gifts of whatever, faith. Can I tell you something? That is rubbish. It is rubbish. You're not the giver of gifts. You don't own that gift that you have, those gifts that you have. No church owns the spiritual gifts that are given by God for the common good to serve other people and to advance his kingdom. It doesn't matter whether you're a believer from a Pentecostal back background or Baptist or Presbyterian. It does not matter. What matters is we operate in spiritual gifts to serve other people and build the kingdom of God. No comparison. Stop it. Okay, enough. <laughs> <laughs> so God gives us the gifts, not so spiritual gifts. He does for the common good to serve other people and to build the kingdom of God. Wow, what a privilege to work with God, to be God's partners, to be God's vessels, to be God's instruments. Now, we need to exercise our gifts in unity because we're one body, all right? The parts of the body don't compete with each other. They don't. <laughs> In fact, they complement each other. Oh, that's so powerful. Our body parts complement, complement each other. Lastly, Paul says, hey, guys. Now, that's my language. You need to exercise your spiritual gifts in love. In love. So he writes to them from chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal. I'm empty. I'm useless. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, can make the impossible become possible, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Paul recognized, he understood that in the Corinthian church, the believers were not using their gifts, they were not exercising their gifts in love. So he tells them, you need to use your gifts in love. You need to be motivated by love for other people, by love for God. 
and he describes the kind of love that they needed to motivate them. That love is patient. That love is kind. That love does not envy. That's, that love does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, there will cease. Where there are tongues, there will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a real man, I put the ways of, of childhood behind me. What he's talking about there, you see, when you're immature, you think the spiritual gift is for you. It's for your personal benefit and you become proud. When you mature, oh, in Christ, you know why you are given that spiritual gift, those spiritual gifts. You know who gave, who gave you that spiritual gift. You know it's to serve people. And then he says, for now I see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. In fact, Paul, excuse me, concludes that chapter of 13 by saying there are three things that will remain. Spiritual gifts will pass away. They will cease. In heaven, we will not need to, to speak in tongues. There's no need. In heaven, we don't need to heal people. <laughs> wow. In heaven, we don't need the, 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 the word of knowledge. We don't need the, the, uh, the spiritual gift of wisdom, divine wisdom. We don't, we don't need. We don't need because that's a perfect place. But what will remain is faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is what? Can I tell you something? Love is greater than having a spiritual gift because love is character. You know, you can be operating in spiritual gifts like prophecy, like healing the sick, like delivering people who are demon oppressed, but if you lack character, then that is not an offering to God. That will not bless anyone. That will not build the kingdom of God. Listen to me, friends. God gives us gifts. He has gifted us to serve people. He is the giver of gifts. He gives us gifts for a reason. To serve for the common good. To build others up. To edify others. To encourage others. And to build the kingdom of God. Yesterday, my wife and I had a conversation with a, a dental surgeon from India. And he told us a true story about an evangelist who traveled to North India, North India, I think Northern India, whatever it is, it is called, but the Northern part of India. It is very hard to win people to Christ in that part of the world. And so as that evangelist shared the gospel with one family, Initially, they were resistant. They, resist, they resisted his appeal to them to give their lives to Jesus. And then in the middle of his conversation, 
with that family, the head of the family say to him, okay, if your God is more powerful than our, than, than our gods, if your God is real, then pray for our cow to produce milk. Our cow doesn't produce milk right now. We need milk. So the evangelist prayed for the cow that was not producing milk. And instantly the cow began producing milk. And yes, and at that point, the family that did not want to receive Jesus said, no, we believe in Jesus. Pray for us. They gave their lives to Jesus. Another time, let me, let me give you another story as I am concluding. In one of the towns in eastern Uganda, I witnessed it myself. There's a gentleman who prayed for another man who had a bad ear discharge. And I remember, I witnessed it with that man praying for that man to be healed. And instantly the ear discharge stopped. It dried up. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit is God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are people who say spiritual gifts, their operation has ceased. It is the thing of the past. I'm here to tell you the same God who filled the Corinthian believers with His Spirit and gave them spiritual gifts wants to give you a spiritual gift, spiritual gifts, so that you can effectively serve other people and bring glory to God and advance the kingdom of God. Will you desire to receive spiritual gifts? God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,